Welcome to All or Nothing in Real Estate, an exclusive real estate platform created to take your real estate career to the next level. My name is Matt Smith and I run the number 15 real estate team in the nation. For years, I've had mentors and colleagues pour into me and now it's my turn to give back. This is not your typical real estate podcast. I work in the trenches every single day and I'm offering you real advice, no bullshit, no fluff, no theories, these are proven processes that will take you to the next level no matter where you are in your business. My team was also featured as an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company in the nation, and I'm also a real estate coach through Cheplak Select Coaching as just another way for me to give back. So I have just one question. Are you ready to give it your all or nothing? Welcome back to All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, team leader of Matt Smith Real Estate Group, the number 15 team in the nation. Today, we've got a good one for you. We're going to talk about the lifetime value of a customer. Too many uh, real estate podcasts, too many, too much, too many gurus out there, in my opinion, talk about getting new leads and sell you this new lead. We're going to teach you the actual value of that lead that you converted to a client. Um, we're going to break that down, some stuff that we do to really help maximize that opportunity to share value with you guys. So as always, we've got Colin with us. Colin, say hi. Hey guys, I'm uh, here to help uh, co-facilitate this. I'm really excited about this topic. Uh, it's as you kind of dive deeper into it, it is the root of everything. I'm actually reading a book right now that it just popped in my head. Um, not even on our notes, Colin, <laughs> but it popped in my head but, uh, uh, that is really, really relevant to this topic. It's called Customer Satisfaction is Worthless, hmm. Customer Loyalty is Priceless. Um, I like that. Yeah, so is it? <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's really good stuff. So I'm sure we'll have more notes after I finish reading that um, that we'll share with you guys too. Sure. But um, it's the lifetime value of a customer. That's that's a very, very big phrase, Colin. And mm -hmm. so what I want to really share with everybody is too many people, in my opinion, in any industry, specifically sales, tend to focus on what can I do to get this one sale? What can I do to get this, get this sale one time? And they don't focus on what is the lifetime value of this person over a long period of time. Right. Um, and not just say that they're, it's all about the value they are to you. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's two parts to it. There is a lot of value to you as a business owner, as a company, right. the lifetime value, but also what value can you be to them over a lifetime? Mm -hmm. And if you focus on the value you can be to them, the value you give to them over a lifetime, I promise you'll receive so much more. Right. Um, well, I, and especially in real estate, it's it's so easy to be like, all right, move on to the next one, move on to the next one. But um, your your model has shifted that entirely, and uh, it has paid dividends. One hundred percent. We've talked. I mean, we've talked about this before, but that goes back to the culture of our company, right? Mm -hmm. And where kind of all of this movement started was take care of that client so well that they tell their friends. Yep. And you own the conversation when you're not there. Mm -hmm. We've we've talked about that over and over and over again, and it's it, it all sparked from I was in an environment before where literally I heard the leader say, "Well, don't worry about them. You already sold them a house. Mm. You got new leads coming in. Talk to them. Like uh, well, this people that we already helped, they're still valuable. Like we need to help them. And so yeah. it just it, I just was fortunate to be able to understand how that made me feel. And I wasn't even that person. I'm like, oh, we have to do a better job mm -hmm. and making sure that we understand the lifetime value of them and be of be of value to them for a lifetime. Right. Because uh, if you leave a client, you're like, okay, you know what? They could use a little bit extra help, but we're already, the transaction's done. 
So good luck with everything versus the mentality of, well, no, wait, there's still someone who needs help that needs taken care of. 100%. And then in this uh, episode, we're going to break down actually action steps that you can do and mindset steps that you can have to make sure that you're always there for that customer because Mm -hmm. you never want the customer to feel like, well, they made a sale and now they're gone, right? Right. I hear a lot of salespeople say that a lot. Well, I'm here if you need me, Mm -hmm. but how many are actually there when they need them? And second to that, how many are being proactive with being there for them before they need them? 100%. And if you master this, um, you will never uh, be short of clients again, I would say it would be the main thing. Yeah, for sure. And so lifetime value, Colin, when you hear the word, the phrase lifetime value of a customer, what does that mean to you? So lifetime value, you know, that mean the lifetime value of it, as you say, is it um, like, are they only worth a little bit? Should I really invest my time or energy into this? But as we continue to explore the topic more and more, um, it it's not just the lifetime value of that individual, but th- that um, who that individual affects. And you start to realize, especially in smaller towns, one person knows everybody and uh, work travels quickly. Yeah, 1000%. And it's, and again, I, I kind of said this, but it's it comes down to customer service Mm -hmm. and customer service is not about making the sale today. Like we want to forge a relationship and build loyalty over a lifetime, Mm -hmm. right? We want that lifetime value and the lifetime is a lot longer than most people think. Mm -hmm. I I plan on being in business for a while. I want to have a good reputation for helping people for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you have to focus on going the extra mile for your clients, going, going above and beyond and standing out and you have to wow them with your customer service. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Well, let's dive right in. So what does uh, going or the lifetime value of a customer mean for you? So lifetime value of a customer for me is what we build our business on. Um, it's I focus on every single client as they are my one and only. I want mm. them to feel like they are the one and only. Mm-hmm. And there's too many times, especially in a busy real estate team like we are, as you grow, it's easy to say, well, we'll just go to the next one. We'll do the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. But we are constantly doing everything that we can to make that person feel so special that they feel like they're our only client, even though we have hundreds of others that we're working with at the right. same time. Uh, you know, uh, something came to my head immediately. Um, you guys are really intentional on that piece of, cause you can't be uh, there for everyone all at once, but even saying um, like when you have your initial discovery uh, call with them or uh, meeting, you say, all right, listen, I, I will get to you as quickly as I can always. And um, I'm going to be 100% with, here with you in this moment right now. So you notice my phone's on silent. I've set this aside because yep. this time is for us right here. So even it, like we've talked about setting expectations across the board. So even if they have trouble getting a hold of you, you've built that relationship that says, I know what they're doing right now is not slacking off. They are taking care of someone and they are here for me. Yep. So the minute they, they're available, I know I'm going to get a call. 100%. And Colin, Colin pays attention during meetings. <laughs> um, so we talk about that a lot. And it's because setting proper expectations is a part of customer service. Mm-hmm. If the customer knows or the client knows what to expect. Now they're they're not guessing. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you leave a client or customer guessing, that's your fault as a salesperson for not setting those proper expectations. Right. And so let's go. Let's let's dive in customer service. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a buzzword, right? Customer service. But if you literally take any business in the world, any business in the world, the best opportunity we have right now because of the changing world that we live in mm-hmm. is customer service. When's the last time you went to a restaurant? And you had such good service, you're like, wow, that was amazing. That was really, really good service. You know, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm, it, I'm racking my brain. But if you think back, it's 
has it has customer service over the last ten years of you going to restaurants has it gotten better or worse? I would I would argue worse. A thousand percent. Yep. It has because customer service is no longer a focus. Well, you have technology and you have this, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we preach the values and the inefficiencies. And so think about if you if we all just put ourselves in a we went to a restaurant and we didn't get the service we felt we deserved. Mm-hmm. We were buying a fifty dollar meal. Think about it for that perspective. Mm-hmm. There were people buying a $500,000 home with us. What level of service do they fe- feel like they deserve? Mm-hmm. Because they're 100% right. And they probably deserve more. Yeah. And what are we doing as a profession, as a real estate agent, to give them that service they deserve mm-hmm. to help them understand the value that we feel of their business and how much we appreciate their business and we want to go above and beyond mm-hmm. and we strive to wow them with our customer service. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways... Colin, maybe I'm going to put you on the spot here. Have you ever went in your day-to-day life, is there, a, is there a time that you can remember that you've been wowed by the customer service that, that was delivered to you? You know, honestly, I know there are several, and they're, they're not popping to the front of my mind, but I do know that when those moments happened, I told everybody about it. I'm like, listen, you've got to go to this car repair shop. You've got to go to this place. Um, this is your guy. This is your uh, individual. This uh, woman is fantastic. Heck, I, I tell the vast majority of my friends, I'm like, hey, this woman does fantastic. My, my hairstylist, yep. she does a wonderful job. Yeah, your hair and, is and, on point and, today. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks, thanks. You know, I, <laughs> but like being able to, once that's hit, I'm like, I, I got to tell all my friends about this. Yep. Um, so yeah, when someone wows you, it's kind of hard to, you've got a, a friend for life generally. Well, that's, and that's a, I mean, What'd you just say? A friend for life. Yeah. Do you, anybody that's listening to this is a real estate podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you not want to be that real estate friend for life yeah. for them and for all of their acquaintances, all of their friends, the circles they run in? How do you do that? You go above and beyond and you make them understand and feel the value that you feel yep. for their business. And then like your hairstylist example, mm-hmm. you tell all your friends. Yeah. As a real estate agent, what we focus on too many times, what I see as a coach and as all these, the the rooms that I'm fortunate to be in, I hear a lot about creating new leads and how do we, how do we get new leads? How do we generate new leads and this marketing trick here and this marketing trick there. But I don't hear enough talk about how do we actually maximize the people that are in front of us? Mm -hmm. Because you, if you treat your current clients like a lead source, they will become your best lead source. Yeah, I, I've got the example that uh, now came to my head. I had hired a uh, house cleaner last year because um, I purchased a new house and it was a mess. And uh, she was new, hadn't really had a lot of service in the area, came in, did a phenomenal job. I praised her like crazy. I was super thankful, gave her a big tip. And then uh, I told my friends about it. Yep. And then they're like, well, what's her number? Let me get this. Her business has exceeded like tenfold. And she sent me a text uh, in December last year. She said, hey, you have no idea how much this has helped my business. And I'm like, no, you did this yourself. You took really good care of me. So how could I not sing your praises across the board? And our business is doing really well. And I mean, it just so happens that you work at the number 15 ranked real estate team in the nation that <laughs> yeah. may need some houses cleaned from time mm-hmm. to time, right? Right. But it's it's it goes down back to you never know who you're dealing with. Yes. And just take care of everybody and treat them like you're the last client. Mm-hmm. Because we all can relate to any experience that has we haven't got the service that we deserve, right? right? Or we didn't feel like we were wowed by the service we were given. Right. And so it's an opportunity. If you just do the bare minimum, you're going to, you're, unfortunately, you're going to stand out in this word, world because yeah. not most people don't even do the bare minimum. Yeah. They skip as many steps as they possibly can. But what if you just do a little bit more and then a little bit more, a little bit more and think outside the box, what can you do to stand out? Um, so lifetime value of a customer, I'm going to jump ahead here. 
So I did a little research before this. National Association of Realtors, the average median sales price last year, last month was roughly $400,000. So $400,000 times, say, just pretend it's a 3% commission, right. right? That's 12 grand. That's one sale for 12 grand. That person is going to buy or buy and sell because they're probably going to sell and buy mm-hmm. three to five times in their lifetime. So what is 12, 12,000 times five? That's $60,000. You could stop right there and say, that's the lifetime value of that customer. Mm-hmm. But it's way more than that. Way more. Way more. Because what do we focus on? We focus on, we want to take one client. We want to turn them into three. And so what that breaks down to is all this customer service stuff we were talking about. And so now that one client is now three clients because they tell their friends. Guess what their friends need? To buy or sell a home. Yeah. Right? And so when you do that, and I've drawn this out on a, a whiteboard before for the team, and it gets so massive in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. that it's it was literally, it was in the millions of dollars within the next three years just by taking care of that one. It starts with one. It starts with one. What can we do with this person mm-hmm. and maximize that opportunity? And it was in the millions. I mean, what if I'm half wrong? Right. Oh, it's $500,000 in, in commission. Well, I guess it's only, yeah. Right? Exactly. Like it's The point is, though, we focus on this next shiny object. We focus on this new lead source mm-hmm. as a coach, as an, uh, a bit of an influencer. Or now right. in the industry, I get asked all the time, well, what's your best lead source? It doesn't matter. You're not mm-hmm. in my market and you don't know my process to convert the leads. Right. Your best lead source is the one that you work the right way. And so that's right. And so it's, but think about it this way. Is it easier to work with a stranger or is it easier to actually somebody that knows you, likes you and trusts you? Mm-hmm. Will they send you business? Because everybody's got a guy. Yeah. You got a girl for a house cleaning. You got yes. a girl for your hair. Yeah. You probably got a guy if your car breaks down, right? Dude, we, yes. we, we all have a guy. Mm-hmm. How can you become that guy or that girl in real estate? That's excellent. I love that you kind of future pay, like it says, well, what's the lifetime value? Why should I even do that though? And that's kind of what you've broken down here. You're like, no, listen, the reason that you should do this isn't just because, I mean, honestly, you should just be a good person. hundred percent. With that, but also the financial benefits that come with it. It's that okay, you could end up with, let's say 500,000 or a million dollars by working on the lifetime value, or just focus on it and say, hey, it was done, 12,000. That, would, that would, could be all it ever was. If you don't take care of them at that beginning piece, then the next time they need a house, they're gonna shop around. They're gonna go, you know, it, it was okay, I guess, but I really felt like I was on the back burner the most of the time. And in the end, it was not the service I was hoping for. Versus they blew me away, then I'm not going anywhere else. Yeah, so there's a stat out there, and I'm going to butcher it because I'm not the detail guy. Um, uh, I probably should ask you to research this ahead of the show, but it's okay. somewhere around, it's always around 80%. It's in the 70 80% range of people said they would have worked with their agent again because they had a good experience. Really? But less than I think it's less than 30% do. Why is that? Because we as agents don't follow wait, up wait, with say, them. Say that again. So it's somewhere, I'm going to butcher it. Yeah, so yeah. somebody's going to come out there and say, no, this you're wrong. <laughs> yes. But it's somewhere around 70 to 80% uh-huh. of people say that they would use the real estate agent again because they did a good job. Okay. But less than 30% actually use that agent. Oh my gosh. Why is that? It's because the agent doesn't go above and beyond, doesn't understand the lifetime value of that customer, and doesn't make that customer, more importantly, doesn't make that customer understand that how value they are to that agent. 
So but we're, we're out here sh- chasing this new lead yeah, yeah. to talk to strangers and go meet them at a stranger at a house mm-hmm. when we don't know if they're qualified. We don't know anything about these people. Right. And we forget about the people that know us, like us, and trust us. Mm-hmm. And that would use us again and would refer us to friends, but right. we, don't, we don't treat them that way. Versus, oh man, that's fantastic. Because if your agent sends you a, a text like six months later or something like that and had said, hey, just checking in, hope you're loving the new house, excited, yep. you know, new season. You're like, oh man, I've loved it. Actually though, I got a new job opportunity. It's out of state or it's um, you know an hour away or something like that. Can you help me find a new house? Yeah. It's, it reminds them of the wonderful experience they had with you. A hundred percent and make the experience memorable. Yes. Right, first and foremost. But it's in some full, full disclosure, those numbers could be off slightly, right. but you get the point. Right. It is something that will just blow you away that most people say they would use their agent again, but most of them don't. Mm-hmm. And so that it's a big, big, um, it's a big opportunity in our business yeah. when you think about it that way, because not not that I'm uh, naive enough to think that everybody's going to use us again, or right. maybe they're buying their forever house. Right. So wh- let's let's. I've heard this argument before. Mm, I like this. So well, they're never they're they're sixty years old and they bought their dream home on the Lake of the Ozarks. They're right. never going to buy or sell again. So is that a reason to just stop talking to them? Mm. No. Guess who they know. They know other people that want to retire at the lake. They know other people that is in their neighborhood that they go to the barbecues at that are going to want to sell yeah. their house. How many and people, now that they have a new house, are they inviting out to their new house? Thousand go, percent. man, I wish I had a house like this. Yep. But we think we, we get too small-minded. And we think, and honestly, as human beings, we're selfish. And we think, well, I need to find the next lead to buy and sell a house. And yes, leads are, lead generation, oh, yeah. lead conversion is a huge part of real estate. But I, I think the point of this podcast is we don't understand truly the lifetime value of that one customer, mm-hmm. even if they never buy or sell with us again. Right. The influence that you have is huge in their life because you are helping them with the biggest purchase or sale of their life. Mm-hmm. And what experience are you leaving with them? Because I promise you, if it's not if it's not going to be a great experience where they start talking really great about about you to their friends, and they're going to forget about you and they're probably going to bash you. Yeah. Yeah. Whether intentionally or unintentionally. People are allowed on both uh, good experiences and bad experiences and even mediocre experiences now. I would argue that some mediocre experiences can be portrayed as bad uh, in the end. That it's like, you know, they did okay, but they didn't wow me. That, and they tell all their friends. Would you, if if you, if I was saying, hey, Colin, I need a new hair lady. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're like, oh, my hair lady, she, she does okay. She does okay. Do you think I would just jump through hoops to go work with her? Yeah, it's like, no. no. But if I said, listen, no, 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 you got to work with this person. Like, and how can, and so with that analogy, how can you listening to this right now be that person? Yes. As, as a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. It's, it should be so much easier than somebody cutting hair because it's such a big purchase. Mm-hmm. But we just we we focus on the next one and what can we do with this next lead and don't don't uh, take this for granted what I'm saying because right. yes you have to prospect you need but to follow up block it. Say, yes all right every week I'm gonna spend this amount of time on um, my previous clients because that lifetime value will generate more leads. I mean yeah so what is more important so I, this just popped in my head earlier yeah. is I'm a big proponent of passive income. It's one of the things I love about being with eXp Realties. It gives me that opportunity, my team, the opportunity for passive income. I just thought of this, and tell me if it makes sense or not, Mm -hmm. but taking care of your past clients as a lead source is passive income. Yes. Because how much did you actually spend on that? You have that relationship you deposited, and your compound interest, 
is more people, more clients. Yeah. Because you took care of that person. Mm-hmm. Why not do that? Why not take that one client, turn them into three? Mm-hmm. Now you have three. Yeah. Turn them into nine. It, it explodes from it that point. Yeah. It's compound interest in people by taking care of them. Mm-hmm. And let's just say only half of them actually work with you. Yeah. Still half. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the second time around is so much easier because they already know what to expect. You're not having to sell them from day one on, I've never really bought a house before. I'm nervous. What What do I need to know? They're like, hey, we've already done this before. I want this house. Um, let's go. Yep. Like, And you're like, all right, sign. And it's so much easier the second time around thousand percent it's because you're not trying to convince strangers to do business with mm-hmm. you yeah. they already know you they like you and they trust you right and if you do business the right way and you have some of our processes they know what you stand for they know who you are as a company who you are as a person what your values are mm-hmm. and people want to work with people who have the same values as them yeah one thousand percent um i want to talk a little bit about the the selling versus uh helping side of things you've mentioned this um in the past but it's such an important uh point to hit yeah, so um, don't get me wrong. Um, I love sales, yeah. and I feel like I'm a pretty good salesperson. Mm-hmm. However, the industry, sales industry, has a terrible rating. People don't like salespeople, mm-hmm. and it's because a lifetime of people doing sales the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so what we preach and what I recommend you guys do in your business, in your organization, with your agents, is, and I even say this to clients, no, we don't sell people. We help people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not here to sell you anything. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help you with your home buying or selling experience. Mm-hmm. And when you truly are there to help them and you actually earn their trust, it makes it way easier to do all this other stuff we were talking about. Yes. Because these tactics of, oh, I'm going to do this assumption, assumptive close and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do th- I'm going to manipulate the situation. It does not work. If it does, it works short term. Mm-hmm. And so stop doing that immediately because everybody's on to you. Yep. And the way to win is by providing more value. Yep. And you do that by truly in your heart wanting to help people. Mm-hmm. And whenever you do that, people actually feel it and it's different and it's way easier to understand the lifetime value of a customer when you actually take their needs first. Right. And they actually understand that. Well, and if they find out, like, actually, maybe this isn't the best time for you to buy right now. And they go, wow, wait, uh, uh, you're not pushing that even though you might it might be really easy for you to push the sale, looking at their situation, you go, actually, this person shouldn't buy right now. They should rent. They will spread your name like wildfire in the sense that, wow, they went out of their way. And then a year later, when they're ready to buy, who's the first person they're going to? Who 100%. are they telling their friends about all the time? Because I want their business for a lifetime, not one time. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Like, and so how can I do that? You can only do that by being the resource, yeah. being there for them. Colin, you work in the marketing department on our team. Mm-hmm. How many times have I said, I want to be the go to? I want to be the go-to resource. Like as here's a real life example, interest rates skyrocketed, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of what happened. Yeah. What's the first thing we did a video on? Interest rates went up. Yes. Here's the, here's the truth. Here's the raw truth. There was no sales, no pitch. Interest rates went up. I want you to know I'm your resource. I'm here to educate you. Yep. Resource. The, I'm the resource for real estate. And the reason I did that is because you're building brand awareness and you're actually educating the clients. Yeah versus it building trust and i said this in a um i think it was in a coaching call or maybe it was in my uh, one of the webinars i recently did but too many people i see do education educational Mm -hmm. videos which is great we we love doing educational content but they tie a hook to it and they tie a sales pitch at the Mm -hmm. end 
education needs to be a deposit, not a withdrawal. Mm -hmm. And so when you're educating people, you need to just make sure that you're actually depositing in that account. And the withdrawal comes later. It comes naturally mm -hmm. because you become the trusted resource. Don't be the salesy person when you're trying to educate and then try to get a sale out of the education. Mm -hmm. That comes naturally because people feel that is ungenuine. We've right. all seen that before, right? It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. No, educating them being that uh, main resource on things because it would be very easy in this market to say, to not focus on the fact uh, that the market is changing and that uh, interest rates are going up. And it's like, oh, but we're not really going to talk about that. Instead, let's look at this over here. Mm -hmm. You could do that, but instead you showcasing, hey, this is what it's really happening right now. You build that trust and then you say, and I'm going to help you through it. I'm going to help you get that right. house that you're wanting um, and and make it work. That's right. A thousand percent. And so um, we also talk about owning, and we hit on this a little bit, but own the conversation when you're not there. Mm -hmm. And so that's real. the real lifetime value comes in is because if you can create your clients, your customers are now friends. Mm -hmm. You make a friend, you make a sale. Yep. Right. But now you're, they're your friends and they become raving fans of you, your company, your team because of the experience that they had. And so um, we talked about this today in our leadership um, level 10 meeting. We have a leadership meeting every Monday. We talked about the customer experience. How can we make the customer experience better? We didn't talk about buying a new lead source. We didn't talk about lead conversion. We mm -hmm. talked about how can we make the customer experience better? Mm -hmm. And it's because that's how you really move the needle, especially when this market is is changing and shifting. Yeah. You can't rely on a new lead source. Your best lead source is the people that already know you, like you, and trust you. Mm -hmm. And so what can I do to make sure those people have a better experience so I own more of the conversations when I'm not right. present? Because if I can do such a good job, so think about it this way. When somebody's buying or selling a house and they go out on the weekends, they go to a bonfire with the friends, they go wherever they go, they go out to dinner with friends, whatever. Mm -hmm. What are they talking about? Their life. They're What's talking the about real estate. That are going on? And what is the biggest thing in their life when they're looking to buy or sell a home? Real estate. 100%. Yeah. A thousand percent of the time. It's like, hey, how's that new house hunt going? Well, boom, 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 boom. And they are going to say something about you. And if they don't say something about you, it's because you haven't done a good enough job, right? Yeah. Um, but they, you need to pretend, like, how can I, if Colin is buying a house with me, how can I go so above and beyond with Colin that when he goes out with his friends this weekend mm -hmm. and they ask him how the home search is going, he, does, he doesn't even talk about the home search. He talks about me as his agent and how he's really loving his experience. It's different than he's ever seen. How can I own that conversation in such a positive way that he will go and become a raving fan of our company? Yep. And then that spreads like wildfire. Mm -hmm. how, what can I do on a daily basis to do that? It starts with number one by just, <laughs> Sounds simple, but too many people in this world don't do it. Do what you said you're going to do when you said you're going to do it. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a big one with me. <laughs> it's simple. Yeah. But how many agents in particular forget that? Because we do have crazy schedules as real estate agents. Of course. But when I said I'm going to meet you there at 2 o'clock, I'm going to call you tomorrow mm -hmm. before noon, I'm going to call you tomorrow before noon right. because I'm building that trust. Mm -hmm. If I call you at 1 o'clock, oh, I'm so sorry I got locked up with clients. Trust, already lost. Mm-hmm. Right, no, like it's okay. It's not okay. Yep. Like it, and if you need more time, communicate that. That's right. Know? Ahead of time. Ahead of time, not yes. after it's already passed. Yeah. But you only get so many of those freebies, yes. right? Um, so, I mean, there there's so many other things you can do that to just provide value to people. It's just I want you to, and, the, and maybe we can do another podcast to break that down. But I want this to be an eye opener for people to understand that customer is worth way more than that one commission. Mm -hmm. 
And what can you do if you're in the mindset of the lifetime value of this customer is I think we did this um, in an organization that one person, I think what we settled on was $238,000 when we did the math. One customer is worth that Wow. to our company. And if you treat that one customer like that, I promise you they will make you more than that in the next five years. That's like, you look at that and you're like, that's my biggest client. Yep. Like right there. And you're like, oh wait, so that's all And my what else does that do? We talked about this earlier. It's, it's coming full circle is now that person feels like they're your only client. Yes. Like we have agents on the team that have 20 plus pendings right now. Yeah. Like we're a busy real estate team, but we want all of them to feel like they're the only client. Mm -hmm. And how can you do that? And make sure you build processes around that to make that client, that customer feel that way. What's what's an example of uh, something that you found has uh, been really effective um, to kind of deepen that relationship? Number one, actually care about them, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's it, yes, it's a business transaction, right. but like I said, make a friend, make a sale. Mm -hmm. People want to work with people. And so remove your ego, be real, be raw, and actually truly care and want to help them. When you build a relation, when, that's, that's why I say you make a friend, you make a sale. It's because anybody can sell people one time, right? That's sales skills. You can go to train. You can learn how to sell people. Right. But if you truly want to build a career, you have to help people. And so I think focusing on that, shifting that mindset is that's the biggest takeaway that you can have is actually truly doing it and help when I don't know how to explain it other than when people versus helping is and people feel it in their heart. They feel it that you are actually doing the right thing for them. Mm. That's it. That's a secret. Yeah. Dang. All right. <laughs> so get, get that get that feeling in there. Uh, like the because like you said, when you make a friend make a sale. So if you said, if this was my friend, what would I want for them? Yep. And so sometimes the answer is no, yeah. now it's not the time, right? Yeah. Because I realize there's, let me tell you another story. So I was in a situation before in a previous company mm -hmm. where, um, I got in trouble for selling a house. Really? And when I say in trouble, I got yelled at and the conversation w went something to the effect of why did you sell them that house when we had one listed next door? Why didn't you sell them our listing? Hmm. And I'm like, well, this was better for them because this, this, and this for their family. Mm -hmm. Well, why couldn't you sell them ours? Well, I could have, but I did the right thing for them. And I tried to explain this conversation and it got worse instead of better. Um, and so again, it's, but think about it for at those specific clients, as an example, knew we had that house listed next door. Mm. I told them uh, yeah. we have this listing, we have this listing. I, which one do you guys like? And I asked them questions and they said, well, this one's better because of this, this, mm -hmm. and this. I was instructed, I should have convinced them why this other one was better. And that's just not who I want to be, right? Yeah. And so, but think about this long-term. Those people mm -hmm. still refer us business. That was eight, 10 years ago. No way. That was a long time ago. Right. And got chills. <laughs> those people still refer us business yeah. because you know what? If I, I could have, mm -hmm. I have the skill set. I could have convinced them to buy the other house, but mm -hmm. that was not right for them. Mm -hmm. And so what, what is the lifetime value of that one person versus looking at it as, oh, I could have made more money on that one sale by double ending it, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Right. Could have made more money on that one sale mm -hmm. or I did what was right for them and they realized it. They told, not only they tell all their friends, but they actually listed their home with me again when they wanted to sell it. They no longer live in the area and they still send us business when people come here. Like, because you do the right thing. Right. If you do that enough times over and over and over again, it's like, man, I'm never going to have to like do advertising again. Yeah. Like in the sense that every, oh, 
Word of mouth is the strongest form of advertising that you can get across the board because it's the people that um, know and like and trust each other talking to each other and they're pitching you for you. Yeah. They're saying, no, Matt, you don't understand. This girl is fantastic with cleaning. You have to uh, try her at least once. Yep. Like that level of advertising, you can't buy an ad that, that says that. That yeah. level of trust and commit, like that you and I have together, you're going to be like, you know what? I know Colin for years. I know he would never steer me wrong. Let's do it. Yep. And so the power of that is not only did you recommend somebody and I already know and like you and trust you, yep. but you know and like and trust the person you recommended exactly. and you had a key ingredient that helps with word of mouth and that's passion. Mm -hmm. So how can you develop that passion to be that real estate agent that Colin is talking about to his friends yep. with that same passion? Mm -hmm. Because that makes a big difference. It's versus, versus saying, oh, you could call Colin. Yeah. Yeah. versus having it so passionate, no, you have to. Yes. I had this experience, this is what he did for me, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so you what, could go somewhere else, but you'd be doing yourself a disservice. 100%. You must do this. Yeah. And so that goes into my next point, is passion is essential. Yes. You have to have passion for what you do, and you have to get them passionate about you. And so um, we, we talk about enthusiasm on our team, mm -hmm. is we want you to be enthusiastic because, so... It's a, there's a technique, as much as I hate to say it, it's a sales technique, it's called mirroring. When somebody comes in and they're very enthusiastic, you wanna match them and you wanna be enthusiastic with them. But we also intentionally mirror the to the upper portion, meaning somebody comes in, they're very monotone. We still are excited to help them through the home buying, home selling process because it is a huge thing for them in their life. And that yeah. enthusiasm lets them understand that we actually care about them and we're right. doing it for the right reasons versus just being like, we've all had the, the secretary oh that gosh, just yes. goes through the motions yeah. and well, I'll transfer you over while she's smoking a cigarette or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's not who you want to be or be right. known for. And so preach enthusiasm in your environment because enthusiasm and passion comes across through the phone, comes across in person, and people actually appreciate it. And you got the person who comes in, like, let's give an example here. It's just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at buying a house. Oh, thanks, thanks for meeting today. And you're the agent, and you're like, hey, that's fantastic. You're looking to buy a house. That's exciting. A new I can't chapter. wait to help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, I mean. I'm and then, then they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is a big thing. I guess this is a big yeah. deal. And you're like, it is. Versus just coming in and saying, well, follow me to the office. Let's let's start the paperwork. Yep. No, you have to get them excited about buying because it is a big, it is deal, a big deal, right? Yeah. And so that, yeah, that goes a long way. Um, 100%. So there's a formula for customer service. There's a formula that works every single time. Education trust loyalty education trust and loyalty yep and so you educate them we talked about this in the videos mm -hmm. educate them with, with true education mm -hmm. the real raw shoot them straight mm -hmm. right what does that build trust once they trust you that creates loyalty loyalty it all starts with education mm -hmm. that's the secret to customer service mm -hmm. is educate them be honest with them it builds trust which creates loyalty Starts there. Starts there. You know, just helping them through that process, whatever it is. It's like, hey, your credit score based on this, uh, we got to switch things around a little bit in order to move things forward. Oh, okay. Builds trust. Yep. And, I mean, you have back. to show them at all times that you have their best interests at heart. Yep. And when you have their best interests at heart, they just keep coming back mm -hmm. because they want, they, they know that you're doing this for the right reasons to actually help them. For sure. 
I want to talk a little bit about the, the passion piece, kind of the next level of that, of how you can get people passionate about talking about the experience that you had. And that kind of goes with the piece of going extra mile on when there's an opportunity uh, to help somebody, how can you not just hit uh, meet them where it is and go, all right, here you go, let's uh, knock that out. How can you take it one step further? How can you go that extra mile to make it, um, instead of just an average transaction between yep. us, how can Here's, you make it exceptional? I can give you a million examples. <laughs> um, let's start with a simple one. So somebody, uh, we're working with a seller to sell their house. Yeah. And they're like, oh man, I really need, we tell them we come out and we help them get them, their home ready. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times real estate agents will recommend a contractor, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. number one, if you're not, definitely do that right. um, for paint, for whatever it is that we're asking to do. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you can take it further. What if you call that contractor for them? You get it scheduled. They show up the next day, their yard's already mowed. Wow. Like, you know, like stuff like that. Like if you came home as a seller, your signs in the yard, the yards mowed for you after you already talked about it Mm -hmm. and it got done for you. Is that not something to be like, wow, this person really went above and beyond. Yeah. It cost 50 bucks to get the yard mowed. Like it it wasn't, that's not the point. The point is I wowed that person and I helped them get their home ready for the market. Um, Instead of just like providing that, those names, sure. Right. And there's a time and a place for liability reasons. I get it. Of course. But that's just an example of how, what can you do? The surprise, the wow factor of, and the, instead of now they have to call the contractor, the contractor doesn't answer. Mm -hmm. They play phone tag back and forth. No, I got you, Colin. You want to paint this room? I'll, I'll, hey, I've got a great painter. I'll get it taken care of for you. Mm-hmm. I'll just have them send you the invoice. Is that okay? Yeah. Perfect. I'll like, ha- yeah. Yeah, that, that would be great. And, and I call them. I take yeah. care of all of it. And you just you just get your house painted. You just sit back and watch your soap operas, paint your nails. Because when someone comes to me and they say, listen, in order for your house to be ready for the market, this room really has to be painted. Yep. Immediately my mind goes, ugh, okay, I don't even know a painter. I don't know where I begin. Exactly. Do I have to buy the paint? Do I have to? And you say, so I've got a great guy that uh, can knock this out. Um, if you want, I can give him a, a call and go ahead and schedule the whole thing and take care of it. Like, would you like that? It's like, yeah, yeah. Like you just deleted the entire problem from it being, and yeah, that's exceptional. It takes a, a very high stress situation mm-hmm. down to, wow, this guy's really got my best yeah. interest. All you have to say is yes and I'll make it happen. Yep. Like, sign it's, me up. <laughs> it, but how much effort does that really take on my end? Not very much. No. But the feeling that you get as a seller in that situation is like, wow, I made the right, cho- right choice. Mm-hmm. These people truly are going to help me. Well, and you're also building a relationship with a lot of local vendors who are saying, man, Matt's always got my back. He's always referring new business yep. to me, which also builds more lifetime value customers. thousand percent. I mean, another thing. So I always I say it all the time too. the values and the inefficiencies sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, automation technology, we embrace it. Love it. Yeah. But there's also some things that automation and technology have created an opportunity Mm. and so um i'm giving away one of my secrets here but um i love handwritten notes Mm. when's the last time you received a handwritten note how did it make you feel quite a bit now that i've been here uh, because everybody's writing notes on it and man i one of my uh what is what is it those (laughs) i forget the word but um, one of my values is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And so uh, getting a written uh, letter, I found one from Ryan yesterday that uh, when I purchased my house, he was my agent. Yep. Um, and it was just so thoughtful. I was, and I was like, wow, this, he took the time to not just print off something, this standard note that he's copied and pasted, and it was specific to me. And absolutely, that made a difference. Oh, and that was when you bought a home, yeah. right? So that's, anybody can do that. Yeah. 
what can you do? When else is an important part to send you a handwritten note? Like I make it a point to do it once a week in my office. Hmm. There's people that stand out. We have great people here. Yeah. I write a, I write a lot of notes because I know how they make me feel and I know it's different and it's inefficient. Mm-hmm. I could just buy pre-written thank you cards and hand them out. Right. What's the value in that? The value is Matt actually slowed down, took time mm-hmm. to recognize what I've done as a good job. Yes. What when's the last time you recognize your clients that way, right? Like so you you have to think of different ways mm-hmm. to make them feel valued. Mm-hmm. I'm giving away my secrets calling. <laughs> So one of my secrets is that it's um, you get referrals. We all love referrals. All this stuff we're teaching you will get referrals from your past clients, yeah. right? But here's where most agents drop the ball. They'll call that person that referred them and say, oh, thank you. Or they'll give them a gift card if that per- person buys or sells a home. Mm. Why are you tying it to the result that is out of their control? If Colin refers me his friend, mm-hmm. says, hey, they're thinking about buying or selling a home, immediately I'm writing you a handwritten note. I'm sending you a gift card. I'm thanking you over the top mm-hmm. for doing that and being a raving fan of me and, t- and trusting me with your friends. Yeah. Regardless of the re- the action. I've talked to a couple agents on the Rewarding team. Rewarding the effort. That's right. Not the result. 100%. And it, the handwritten note is crucial. Yeah. And it has to be personal. Like it's, it's so, so crucial. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to do a gift card. If you yeah. can't afford a gift card, the handwritten note alone will do way more than the gift card anyway. 100%. Like I've had clients that they still send me business. Yeah. Um, they actually, um, some of my favorite people, they actually moved um, overseas, mm-hmm. but they, they, I send them a handwritten note and a gift card um, out to a restaurant and they took a picture mm-hmm. at the restaurant and tagged me and said, thank you. No way. <laughs> and had the picture of the note at the restaurant while they were out on a date. Gosh. That I paid for because of they kept sending me business. Yeah, but do you think more of their friends saw that after that, or? or I mean, know? that goes on your Instagram, yes, on exactly. your Facebook story. Like you're like, hey, I just have to brag about my uh, my realtor here for a minute. Um, that's that's creating yeah. the lifetime value of a customer, right? Value. Like they're they're yeah. now all of their sphere. I'm on I'm on all their radars. Yep. And it's because I did such a good job with them and appreciate them and continue to appreciate them. They, th- that one couple in particular made made me a lot of money because I they sent me a lot of business. And you're like, how much did that cost me? A teeny tiny bit Doesn't of time. Doesn't matter. Yep. And, uh, a, a single gift. And the main thing was was intentionality. Yep. It, the main thing it cost you was being intentional to say, no, I'm investing in this person beyond just the transaction that's and, going on here. And I'm talking about money. I'm tying it to finances. We all, like money is great. And I want, I want all the money so I can help more people. Right. But... The, the real important part I want you guys to catch on is the reason that it's making money is because the intention is that I want to treat them so well that they can't help but brag about me to their friends, mm-hmm. right? Like, because they deserve it mm-hmm. first and foremost. Right. And so that's where it starts. Well, and then you got the flip side of that, that if you don't take care of people uh, very well, um, do you want to talk about the retention versus acquisition side of things? Yeah, a thousand percent. So we've, this is very very passionate subject for me because uh-huh. i i just I, i've since i've been in business i realize the importance of customer service mm-hmm. and so everywhere i go it's hard for me to go out anywhere and enjoy the experience because i my expectations are through the roof right whether it's in my building or anywhere yeah. like it just because i understand what is possible right. and i know how it makes people feel yeah. and so as an example, we as I talked about this a little bit earlier, but it's retention versus acquisition. Mm-hmm. Which one are you more focused on as a real estate agent right now? 
Most of the most real estate agents are 99% acquisition. Mm-hmm. I want new clients, new clients, new clients. Yep. Don't get me wrong, we create new leads every single day. Right. But how much focus are you doing on retention? Re- retention on your agents if you're a team leader, mm-hmm. retention on your staff, and retention on your buyers and sellers that are clients. Yep. The lifetime value of them. What are you treating them like a lead source? Because they are. And I think they're one of your best lead sources because they already know you, they already like you, and they already trust you. Yeah. And so let me give you a a story on why I think retention is more important than acquisition. Mm -hmm. Personal story. Back before technology took over the world even more than than it has right now, like it was, there was DirecTV and Dish Network were a thing, Mm -hmm. right? I think they still exist, but who uses them anymore? Um, And it's probably because their customer service for retention was terrible. I was going to say, yeah. You ask anybody, (laughs) how's the customer service for Dish Network or DirecTV, they're all going to say it's terrible. All of them. So here's a a real life example, like what's happening to their business now. It's disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. There's more to it than that, but that would have helped. but as an example, so I was with Dish Network or DirecTV. I don't remember which one. Um, they're both terrible. And so what I would do is I would call them because I would see, like, say I'm with DirecTV and I'd see a promo. Mm-hmm. Hey, you sign up, you get $19.99 a month, and I'm over paying $109 a month for the same package. So I'd call them and say, hey, um, can I get this package? Sorry, that's only for new customers. And I would do everything I can, talk to the manager, and they, well, we'll knock $10 off your bill for the next six months. $10 a month? No, your brand new clients get $20 a month. I'm paying 100 That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, what about the retention of me? Right. So long story short, I had that conversation with both Dish and DirecTV. And so I had a lot of dishes on my roof <laughs> because every two years, the two-year contract, you yeah. get that good deal for two years, and I would switch to the next one. And i go back and forth. Yeah. Versus, I did that for like 14 years. Yeah. Versus just having one client that they would have for 14 years right. straight. And then I could have became a fan and recommended my friends, hey, I know these other companies don't honor these deals. Right. This guy does. This guy you should does. work with them. They literally lost out on 50% of the deal. Yep. And if there were other competitors, they would have lost out on more. And now they lost out completely because yeah. of Hulu, Netflix stole it all. Exactly. Right? But like we've all had an experience like that. I think most people have went through experiences like that, like phone companies are, right. are an example. Yes. Right. I think phone companies are finally catching on because I see ads now mm-hmm. that say everybody gets the same deal. Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing those. Right. Like, oh, like, thank goodness. Yeah. But that's an example of customer service because they probably are listening to their customers and realizing, well, I walk into the store and you got me in here from clickbait by saying, hey, you're going to give me this, this, and this, but I walk in and you don't offer that to me because I'm already an existing customer. You just lost me as a customer. Not, not only that, the lifetime value of me is out the door, but I'm also taking all my friends with me and I'm going to tell them never use you again. Yes. That's huge in the sense that it's like when you lose a uh, client, I mean, when you lose a friend, you lose all the friends that uh, are along with them. Yep. Um, and people are loud when it comes to both cheering and um, on the opposite side of things. If you if you burn someone, if you burn one of my friends, I'm going to tell people. I'm going to be like, listen, um, even if I say it nicely, like I'm going to be like, you know, um, like going back to the cleaning lady example. It's like, you know, she did a really great job. And then one day I found out she was stealing from me. And you're like, oh, okay wow it's like i i can't recommend her anymore sure and you're like all my friends immediately she's losing you know tons because that spreads like wildfire yep. versus the opposite which is currently the case for the record <laughs> she does not steal it's not like that. she goes above and beyond <laughs> but yeah it, like it makes a big difference sure 
and it's and I tell that story just to not to bash any company, any of that. It's just it's as an example. If they would have gotten their shit together, they would have had me as a customer, and I know a lot of other people as well. And so I want I've learned tremendous lessons from that, mm-hmm. and I want to retain every single client. Yep. Don't get me wrong, my organization is not a hey, the customer is always right, right. But the customer always deserves a shot to be right, and I'm going to do everything I can to help them be right. Mm-hmm. Versus there's a lot of people that let ego get in the way, and somebody comes in and tries to give them constructive feedback on their business. Mm-hmm. What do they immediately do? They get defensive and say, well, that person sucks. Right. Don't ever do that. Don't be that person. That's because you don't that, – that tells me so much about your business if your first reaction is to put your wall up when somebody gives you – it's constructive feedback. Right. That's how you grow. Yeah. That's how – especially as your organization grows and it's not just a one-man show anymore, yep. you need that feedback. Embrace it. Ask for more of it because that's how you can improve. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you are open-minded when your business, when your customers give you that feedback so that they don't feel like you would feel in that Dish Network situation. It is a wonderful opportunity when someone brings you – say hey if you improve on this area you will get more business more people's lives will be changed across the board if you reframe it like that it's like oh this crisis this bad thing that's happening right now is a wonderful opportunity for both them and for me yeah it goes back to accepting responsibility right we did a whole podcast on that but it's too many business owners think that they're all high and mighty and they point the finger well that Mm -hmm. customer doesn't know what they're talking about no they do and they have friends Yep. And so I'm not saying the customer is always right, but I'm, I am saying that I am open-minded to always hear constructive feedback because I always want to grow and improve. 100%. And that helps you build upon the lifetime value of a customer. So let's let's talk about that for a second. This is off script, but lifetime value of a customer. They come in and they give you constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. How you react is everything. Mm-hmm. And what do you implement? And do you send them a handwritten thank you card? Yes. Thank you so much for bringing that to my attention. I truly appreciate it. We've done this. This is in our business. And we're going to be able to change so many lives because of you. Yeah. Your truly appreciate speak you. speak a lot there in that you just go, well, thank you for your comments. I really appreciate that. Goodbye. Versus, no, I took what you said to nope. heart and I made it happen. That speaks volumes. 100%. It's like, oh, wow. So if you if something gets messed up, this person not only will take responsibility, but it's going to do something about it. Well, people don't believe what you say. They believe what you experience mm-hmm. or what they experience. Sorry. People don't believe what you say. They believe what they experience. So if I tell you something, maybe you believe me, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. But if I if I help you experience, if I show you and yep. you actually experience whatever that is, mm-hmm. you believe me. Yeah. 100%. You can't help it. So how can you create that experience? And so that's all about customer service, lifetime value of a customer, creating that experience for your, your customer. Because at the end of the day, what you want to do is take one client and turn them into three. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the math for a second. According to the National Association of Realtors, the median average median sales price was around $400,000 last month. 3% of that is $12,000 in commission. It's a lot of money. It is. But what if you can duplicate that over and over and over and think about that over a lifetime by taking care of that one person where they every client that you meet with yep. what if you look at that as that's three people yep and then that three people turns nine mm-hmm. i don't know what nine plus <laughs> i don't know what that is but we get the idea, you get though, the point like they it, just it keep multiply 100 yeah. percent. and and when you do that and you actually if you actually put that on and i've done this before mm-hmm. i probably should do it again maybe we'll do that in the private group and i'll share that yep. um 
just a live uh, whiteboard of it, but it's, it, it is massive and it moves the needle tremendously versus going out and spending all this extra money to try this new lead source. Yep. First, make sure that you're taking care of the customers that already know you, like you and trust mm-hmm. you and doing everything you can for them to become a referral source and a raving fan of you and your organization. It's hard to get people to know you, like you and trust you. So once you've built that, why would you put it aside yep. and be like, all right, cool. It's like, no, you've already invested so much into this continue that keep that relationship moving um and yeah it it will multiply exponentially um i I can speak from experience in the sense that um matt smith real estate group um which is is the company that we have here um they uh my dad worked with you guys and uh uh, ryan reagan and uh worked with us to purchase a home to purchase a home Yep. yep and um had a great experience and then purchased another uh home that they rented out and then uh, my brother was like, well, I need a real estate agent. I'll use them as well. And then I use them. And then I recommended them to a friend. And like, it has, like, I can just see in my personal circle how many that's uh, gone through. My sister's now uh, looking to buy a house and as one of the agents. It's like, I will continue recommending this over and over because. But not now, not only you, mm-hmm. but also it started with your dad. Yep. Then it went to you. Then it went to your brother. Now your sister. Yep. What about their friends? Exactly. It's that that's compound interest in people exactly. in action. Yeah. And it's it's all because we went above and beyond to take care of you, yep. your family. Right. Yep. And that why why as real estate agents is it? I know it's unsexy to talk about it, but why don't we talk about that more? Mm-hmm. Why do we always talk about this new marketing technique or this new guru that came in and told mm-hmm. us this? No, just freaking take care of people. What's a new way to help the people? Yes. You have? Take care of them and it'll come back tenfold. Ten. hundred percent. All right. Well, we're hitting the end of the episode here. Anything you want to close out with uh, in particular? Just final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts is, guys, the lifetime value of a customer is way more than you realize. Mm-hmm. And so I highly recommend that you do this exercise yourself. Use your real numbers. Go through it. Um, how I did it is I take one client, turn it into three mm-hmm. every quarter. And if I can do that every quarter, what does that, my business look like in five years? Mm. It will blow your mind how quickly it grows. And that's just with one agent. Now do that with how many agents that you have. Right. Like it, it will blow your mind the amount of money you take. So you take your average GCI per transaction. Mm-hmm. And every quarter you took that one client that you got that GCI from that knows you, likes you, and trusts you and turned it into three. And then every other person gets turned into three. Do that over a five-year period. That's your number. And you get to go to bed every night feeling really good with your head on the pillow. I'm going, I helped a ton of people in the ways that mattered most. Yep. Um, not in the, all right, on to the next one. You're like, I'm making a huge difference. And it just multiplies. Yep. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, as always, uh, if you want to join the uh, Facebook group, we've got a whole team of people on there that are uh, looking to uh, own it in real estate and in business. So you can uh, just request that. That's all enough, nothing in real estate, the private group. Just send a request. We've got more information there. Absolutely. Yeah, guys, this is a movement. Uh, this We're doing this to give back. Hope you found this valuable. If you did, do us a favor. Share with a friend. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to... See what the lifetime value of you guys are, um, right? You guys uh, didn't pay anything to be here, but yep. we just want to share this with more people. We mm-hmm. we are we are growing this to give back. It's a way to way to give back and grow actually real knowledge in the industry. It's no fluff. It's just real stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I know it works in our business, and I know it'll work in other businesses as well. One hundred percent. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. 
If you found anything in this valuable, please share this with your friends. All or Nothing in Real Estate is a passion project of mine. This business has done so much for me and my family, and this is my way to give back. I'm also a real estate coach with Cheplak Select Coaching. So if you are interested in having a coaching consultation with me, please check out the link below. All or Nothing in Real Estate is not just a podcast, it is a movement. It is a community of contribution that is single-handedly designed to help change the real estate community in a positive way. So make sure you're following us on all social, social platforms and subscribe to us on YouTube. Most importantly, make sure you've requested to join All or Nothing in Real Estate's private Facebook group. That is a private group that we keep in exclusive content and we do it in a private setting to make sure it remains a community of contribution. There's a lot of great in-depth content there for free. So please make sure you join that group as well. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. If you found this of value, please share this with your friends. It is my goal to give back and contribute to make this industry better for all of us. Thanks again.